Welcome to the Teaching Tax Flow Podcast, where the goal is to empower and educate you to legally and ethically minimize taxes paid over your lifetime. Welcome back to the Teaching Tax Flow Podcast, everybody. Today on episode 58, we are going to dive headfirst into what exactly is a QCD. So that's a Qualified Charitable Contribution a QCD. We're getting towards the end of the year, so let's stop wasting time. Let's jump into it. Let's get it. But before we do that, let's take a moment and thank our sponsor. Are you leaving money on the table? Are you an accredited investor seeking new and exciting investment opportunities? Look no further than Integrated Investment Group, your trusted partner in financial success. At IIG, the focus is on delivering exclusive investment options tailored to your unique needs and goals. Contact them today and let their expert team guide you toward your financial aspirations. Wondering if you qualify as an accredited investor? Visit teachingtaxflow.com backslash IIG to find out and take the first step towards a brighter financial future. Integrated Investment Group, your path to financial success begins here. Securities offered through Cabin Securities. Member FINRA SIPC. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Teaching Tax Flow podcast, TTF. If you haven't referred to that yet, now you have Teaching Tax Flow, TTF, see how that goes together. Chris Bacuro, welcome back to the show, my man. How are we doing? I'm doing amazing, John. First of all, happy Thanksgiving to you and all of our listeners and everyone in the Teaching Tax Flow community. We truly appreciate you. Excellent. Well, well, I'll save the audience the uh, my sound effects of trying to do a turkey gobble, but we are, whether we like it or not, we are creeping up on another calendar year here in, what do we got, five and a quarter weeks, six weeks or so, and great time to talk about donations, but the topic specifically today is Qualified Charitable Distributions, QCDs, if you know we you, we love our acronyms, so there's your there's your QCD, and Chris, let's let's just jump right into this and walk people through how this actually affects and is part of a really is part of a tax strategy for the most part because we're not just talking about you know oh I'm a I'm a charitable individual I love going to Goodwill and giving them bags of clothes this is completely different so maybe give us the highest of high level overviews on what exactly these QCDs are, and then we'll we'll obviously jump into a lot of details. First of all, I'm disappointed, John. I thought you were going to sing, you know, who's down with QCD? Yeah, you know me. Remember that old uh, rap <laughs> I, I have. I, for a side note, I've been to three Naughty by Nature concerts in my life. I know. It's oh, down man. with OPP. But oh, we'll go. man. Yo, know, first Swifties about a month or so ago, John, you were, you were, you were outed as a Swiftie. My 13-year-old daughter found a comical. But now I'm outed as a hip-hop and 80s, 90s rap person. Hey, it's all good. My wife just went to a I Love the 90s concert last Friday, so I don't, I didn't really ask her how it went too much. You know, th- it's funny because this podcast, I feel like I feel like we've put so much of ourselves into it, right? Like here I am, you, you getting it out there to the masses that actually listen to Taylor Swift every once in a while. I think I outed myself that I'm a Nickelback fan. So any of our <laughs> any of our Canadian. Um, listeners, I know you appreciate that more than a lot of us do on this side of the uh, of the American border. But 
regardless of the fact. So well, John, we, are, we are talking about charitable to charitable. Well, just one more thing, and we'll get into QCDs. Oh, we'll get QCDs. Where's yeah, my mule? One of the listeners, any of the listeners, if you go on the dark web, you will find a picture of one John Trapolsky looking like a boy band superstar with his with his bleached tips. So, oh, well, yeah. well, um, you know. It was anyway. That's a hybrid. Let, let's go ahead and clear the air on this one. Just talking about charity, I need a little charity here. So it was in my own defense, right? It was kind of a hybrid between like um, an Abercrombie and Fitch stage of my life and Eminem being popular. It was just a really bad blend of the two. But regardless, it happened. But you, you, you guys, everybody that's listening here, please do not forget this very important comment that I still have more hair than Chris does. So there's there's my yeah. joke for the day. You can't bleach your hair, sir, but you do have better looks than 99% of the population. So Well, you. John, you being the Swifty, I don't want to have bad blood, as you know. So let's... Uh, oh, she did it. Let's you did it. QCD. Now they... Okay, so... And, and so I think there's the most fun everyone, anyone's ever had about talking about qualified charitable distributions, but in all reality, this is an amazing strategy as we roll into the end of the year. For many people that are subject to something called required minimum distributions. Now, taking a step back, we know that in our teaching tax flow uh, community, we teach a lot of different tax strategies. One of them uh, is, is if you're a red diagnosis, meaning a high marginal tax rate, purple, which means you're looking for tax deferral, is you might put money into a retirement account and get an immediate tax deduction, which is great. That money grows tax deferred, but at some time, Sometime along the, your road of life, Uncle Sam wants his peace. Remember, tax agencies are our involuntary business partner. So even though you may have accumulated a significant amount of money in your retirement accounts, specifically we're going to talk about IRAs, which stands for individual retirement accounts. At some point in your life, the, the government says, or the IRS says, you need to take some of that and that's going to be taxable. Yeah, she got a deduction for it a long time ago, but you're going to pay tax on the entire amount today. So, John, let's say you took, you know, we're going to use a easy example, $5,000, and you put it into a traditional IRA back when you were bleaching your hair, uh, like the new kids or whoever else was, was popular. That would look bad, but at least they had a little more, you know, a know. little more gain, right? There we go. $5,000. Became worth worth twenty thousand. Okay, and let's say let's say you're required to take that out of your retirement account. Now I'm going to pause there. A required minimum distribution is is an amount that's calculated based on whatever is in your retirement account values at the end of the year, multiplied by a factor that the government puts out based on your age, a life expectancy thing. So. Assume, let's say you're 71 years old and you have $200,000 in your, you would have to take out approximately $12,000. This is just a roundabout figure, okay? There are a lot of factors involved as far as beneficiaries and your age and life expectancy tables and what year you're born. Those things all changed also with the with the inflation reduction. In. Another eye rule. Another acronym. We should get paid by the acronym. Point is, at some point in my 
in the example of having to take out $12,000, that's all going to be taxable. So let me go back to, so I, I kind of used two examples there. So that, uh, <laughs> but, um, but let's say you had, let's say that $5,000 you put into an IRA became worth $20,000. And let's just say you had, you were required to take out $20,000 of that money in the current year. All right. Well, in general, that's all going to be taxable. And that becomes challenging for people that are at the age, age pretty much 70 and a half years older or older. That is challenging for people that have to take out required minimum distributions out of their account. Because even if they don't need that money, they're forced to take it out and that's taxable. So if they take $20,000 out of their retirement accounts, even if they don't want it, that all becomes taxable. And now a portion of their social security might become taxable. Um, their, their Medicare insurance premiums that they're paying for might become higher based on their income. So the point is we have people out there that are rec- forced to recognize income and you take money out of their retirement accounts that really don't need the money and are paying tax on that money. So without the proper planning, they're forced to take these required, min- required minimum distributions out when they don't even need the money. Many of those people are very philanthropic. They donate money to their church, their synagogue, any type of nonprofit organization, and which is great. But with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, we know that the standard deduction increased greatly. So many of these folks, let's say they're donating $10,000, $15,000 to a charity, they're married filing jointly. Many of them don't get any type of tax deduction for that because they don't have a mortgage, they don't pay much in taxes. They're retired. So they just don't have a lot of those personal deductions. And Chris, you hit a couple of uh, good points here just to reiterate is that, you know, that I believe you refer to it as the required minimum distribution. That's not a flat rate. It's not the same for anybody. That's a calculated number based on situations, accounts, et cetera. And this, what we're going to get into a little bit more in detail is really just a way to take advantage legally and ethically, obviously but to reduce it, reduce the taxes that you are going to pay on that distribution. So I, I'm, I'm excited to get to this because I have all kinds of questions. And to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about this. So this is, this is great information. Well, so that, that, so let's dive into the situation. We have, you know, uncle daddy Warbucks and, 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 uh, auntie Warbucks, they have to take out $20,000. Let's assume they have to take out $20,000 out of their required minimum from the required minimum distribution. Let's assume they already donate about $15,000 to charity per year. Okay. Well, that $20,000, depending on what, what their marginal tax rate is, could be significant. And we might say, well, gosh, you're only in the 12% tax bracket. Well, remember everyone. And if you don't remember, go back and listen to that episode. Marginal tax rates, different than tax bracket. They might be triggering a, a high tax based on a high, higher percentage of Social Security be taxable. Well, let's just assume they're going to pay a 25% tax on that, on that distribution. So they take out $20,000, right? They pay $5,000 with the tax, and they end up with $15,000 in their ticket. Well, if they like to donate $15,000 to charities, they have actually end up with zero, right? $15,000 goes to the charity. They might not be itemizing their deductions and they end up with zero in their pocket or 20 grand came out of their account. Well, if they decided to do a qualified charitable distribution, QCD, 
let's assume they meet all of the requirements. We are going to talk about the requirements for a few minutes at the, you know, in a couple of minutes. What would happen is they would say, all right, I'm going to take out of the $20,000 of required minimum distribution, we're going to take $15,000 and send it right to the charity, charities, church, synagogue, et cetera, that they would like to assist, they would like to donate to. That means the remaining $5,000 goes into their debt and they only pay tax on the $5,000. Well, if that tax rate's $1,250, they just reduced their tax burden by $3,750. They would have paid $5,000 on the distribution. Now they paid $1,250. So they paid 25%. For the most Absolutely. part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're, so the point is, is if you're taking required minimum distributions and you're currently donating to any type of charitable organization or church, you should deeply consider just doing the qualified charitable distribution. It's almost like you're, you get out of paying the middleman, right? The middleman's the government. Now more of your money can go to the charity. And, and we know that again, many of these, um, that there's several things that are based on your adjusted gross income. And there are people that are mature age, they're living in subsidized housing, they can't have a certain amount of income. Um, there, there's just so many factors that reducing your adjusted gross income would be helpful. So the qualified charitable distribution is a great option for you, for anyone that has, has is, feels uh, benevolent, let's put it that way. So hey, Chris, really, really quick question too, before we get too deep into it. So Thinking back a little bit to previous podcasts we've done, conversations we've had, um, if anybody's listened to um, the, everything we've referenced in the real estate investor world about 1031 exchanges, right? Like you can't just take this money, you personally move it into another property. Is that the same what we might be talking about here? Like, does there need to be somebody else involved or can I literally, figuratively, literally take, say... $15,000 and I take $10,000 of that cash in my account and then give it as a donation. How, how does the process work? Are there any requirements with that per se? Yeah. So that's a good point. You definitely want to talk to your financial advisor and, and or wherever your account is held, your IRA, and make sure the distribution uh, goes directly to an eligible charity. Because if it, if it comes to you personally, and then you turn around and donate it, you have a taxable distribution and then you, your donation is might be tax deductible, but it might not be. So it's similar to, you know, we talk about 1031 exchanges where there's a qualified intermediary. You want that, you want that, you definitely want that distribution to go directly to the qualified or eligible organization. So that's a good segue. This is, it's something that, so when we talk about tax strategies and teaching tax, so we talk about some are the strategies that are basic, advanced, ultra advanced. I would say this one that borders on advanced, meaning that you typically, you could do it on your own, but you need to use what would be called an implementation partner, which is simply your financial advisor. Or, or if you, if you, let's say you have an account that, uh, that you self-manage, you just go to whoever your broker is, um, and, and make sure that I'm sure there's a form when you do not distribution to designate that it's a GCD. And then you, I'm sure you would put in the information. Uh, about the charity, most likely uh, name, federal identification number, address, et cetera, et cetera. So, but that's a good segue into qualifications. You know, what are the what does I say are the rules to make a qualified charitable distribution? 
So here's some of the main rules. One, you have to be at least 70 and a half to do this. So we know that typically you can start taking distributions out of your uh, IRA and you're 59 and a half, but you're really, the, this strategy is meant to alleviate the burden of a required minimum distribution. So at 70 and a half years old, you could start to make QCDs. Um, you could do up to $100,000 per year of QCDs. So believe it or not, there are people walking around out there with, you know, billions and millions of dollars in their hands and Diana Clark most of them don't need the money. So they, but the government does want their tax, so they can't do 200,000. You know, they would have I imagine, right? That's per individual, not how for us. Correct. Great point. So that's up to 200,000 on a married filing joint situation or even married to married filing separately people. Um, these QCDs, they have to be made from traditional IRAs. Unfortunately, they can't be made out of from employer sponsored plans at this time. And the donations that you touched on, they have to be made directly to the qualified charitable organization. So those are, again, churches, nonprofits, schools. Um, that means that, that again, the money can never hit your personal bank account. Yeah. Now, if for some reason you intended to do a QCD and you took a distribution, there are some rules as far as returning an IRA contribution. I think it's 60 days or 90. This is the dangerous part of me doing this off the time I had, but there are rules of returning it and then executing the QCD. So there, there's sometimes some remedies. So we know that the QCD does count against your required minimum distributions. And here's what's going to happen. If you do a QCD, you'll still get what's called a form 1099-R at the end of the year. That's simply the IRS form that reports any type of retirement plan distributions. You will report that on your personal return, but you will just simply, um, you'll simply report, hey, I took 30,000, in my example, I took $20,000 out of my IRA. $15,000 went to it as a QCD and $5,000 is taxable. And you have to do that before the end of the year. So that's why we wanted to do this podcast. Well, about months, months or so left in the year. This is a time of year where many people that do have required minimum distributions try to figure out uh, one, where what account they're going to take their RMD from. And two, do they need the cash? Are they thinking about doing some year end planning with charitable contributions? So this is a perfect time for someone to think about a qualified uh, charitable distribution. Awesome. Awesome. And Chris, you touched on a good point there too. Like if, if for whatever reason, the funds hit your account, you distribute them. It's not the end of the world in most cases, but you can avoid yourself a little bit of hassle, a little bit of headaches and just going about it this way. Correct. You are correct. You are correct. Awesome. This, was, this is a great strategy. I know not, you know, you might be thinking, well, gosh, only people 70 and a half years old could benefit from this strategy. That might be true. But we have, in, in do we, you know, is our, are all of our listeners over 70 and a half years old? Maybe not. But you might have uh, a parent, a grandparent. Or you might be your tax free. You have a lot of tax professionals listen to this. This is a way. So you might know someone that is in this situation that might be a, this QCD strategy might be of interest. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks for diving into this. And I'm sure this is actually a topic, um, a specific topic that's probably new to a lot of individuals. And it was new to myself. I thought it was really what we talked about not doing, right? You take take a distribution, you distribute it amongst um, charitable organizations at your own will, your own leisure, and then report it back. So this was great to dive into this. And also, Chris, as you mentioned too, it's kind of the uh, 
the giving season, if we will, that's coming up. As, as anybody in the nonprofit world knows, this is an extremely busy time of year because it's usually when, when fundraising kicks in. Um, but on this topic, I mean, again, any questions, reach out to us. We're happy to dive into it with you. Um, any resources, we are here for that as well. So as I always like to close up with, one of the two responses, same time, same place, next week, we will see you back here on the Teaching Tax Flow podcast. There you go, folks. We did it. We dove into QCDs. So I know we're on fire this week with our 90s and eh, a little bit 80s, a little bit of 2000s musical references. So I believe I'm taking this out of the uh, the lyrics from the late Biggie Smalls. If you don't know, now you know. On that note, everybody, if you have any questions, defeatingtaxes.com is the place Drop us a line on there. That's the private Facebook group. Here's your personal invite. Get on the group. Join us on Facebook. Not just us, but join the whole community there. Everybody's there. All the cool kids are doing it. Hop on there. Also, if you don't feel like dropping it on that group, send us an email at hello at teachingtaxflow.com, as well as if you're not yet a member of TTF, be sure to go to teachingtaxflow.com. Sign up for your free basic membership. That's right. Absolutely free basic membership. You will have access to all the courses and a lot of the offerings we have. Of course, there's a premium version of it, right? But the basic one is free. So hop on there, check it out. Shoot us over any questions you have. Have a great holiday this week. Give thanks. We're thankful for you being a member of this great community, helping us grow the message, the knowledge, and really taking on taxes headfirst, defeating taxes. So that being said, see everybody soon. The content of this podcast does not constitute an offer of securities. Offerings can only be made through an offering memorandum, and you should carefully examine the risk factors and other information contained in the memorandum. The content provided is for educational purposes only. We encourage you to seek personalized investment advice from your financial professional. For all tax and legal advice, please consult your CPA or attorney. Investment advisory services are offered through Cabin Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Securities are offered through Cabin Securities, a registered broker-dealer.